coming up this weekend. Scoria, I did promise last week on the last episode, big game between Bala and TNS. Nope, didn't happen. Called off, snow. No chance there was a game getting played on Bala's pitch. So we look forward to the next one. We've got Kevin Druids against Bangor City live on the Scorio Saturday. This coming this Saturday coming up. The usual crew will be there. Ebsy, myself, Nick Parry, Malcolm, Jonah, Tommy Morgan, Nicky John, all of the boys and gals. So it's a, it's a big game actually. Bangor still pushing for the title. They still continue to uh, to improve, certainly of late. And Cam Druids are having an unbelievable season. Hugh Griffiths doing a, a stellar job. My old teammate at Bangor, the big centre half, a big a big lump, but he's doing an incredible job. Have to admit, had them down as possible. Um, certainly, the threat of relegation that they'd be down there, but they're exceeding all expectations. So. Good to see Big Hugh doing well. Tune in this Saturday, S4C. Get your little football fix, feet up. Looking forward to Christmas. Maybe a little bit of mulled wine on the side. Five o'clock, five fifteen kickoff. Scorio. Enjoy the podcast. Very warm welcome to the most recent episode of the Longman's Football World podcast. I have braved the elements to head down south, just outside of the London area. It's been a very snowy week, loads of snow on the side of the M6 and the other roads, but it was all worthwhile to make it down to Ascot to meet a young man goes by the name Christopher Gunter, Reading defender, Wales, whew, joint most capped outfield player with the Welsh hero Gary Speed. 85 caps and counting, loads more in the tank. Um, just packed up right outside the Ascot races. This man is sending me to some posh establishment. His local pub, so he says, The Stag. So hopefully we get a nice little quiet spot, sit down, chat about life at Reading. Life maybe as a professional footballer. Um, And obviously everything to do with Wales. The Euros um, becoming... You know, it's it, it's inevitable now. He will become Wales's most capped, not just outfield player, but he will take over from Neville Southall, I'm pretty sure. Um, so it'll be good to catch up. It's been a little while since since I saw Gunt. Um, if he's as tight as he used to be, chances are I'll be getting the drinks in. Probably the first round, second round. Um, but it will be, it'll be good to see him. He's, he's obviously everybody knows, everybody's fully aware in the media world. Good talker, um, an honest talker. I'm sure there's a, a career for him in the media somewhere down the line. But still, only a young man. Still, plenty of life 
in the not so old dog yet looking forward to this one hopefully you guys enjoy it too enjoy this is chris gunter he likes to tell you if anyone will listen about his seven caps his chocolate knees his distinct lack of pace now it's a long shot Christopher Gunter. Hello. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thank you. This is a, a new thing, and I have to say, as we start, you know, we're sitting here comfortably. If I hear you giving uh, answers to any of my questions as if it's a proper interview, <laughs> I'm going to slap you across the head, mate. I'm not here for that bullshit. Fuck it. And equally, equally, if, you, if, you, if you're sitting there and you think, this is like a press conference, yep. this guy's grilling me. Yeah. I just want you to tip this table and just okay. walk out of this yeah. pub. <laughs> I can do that as well, mate. How's things, mate? Yeah, all good. Yeah? Um, yeah, battling on, as you do. What's the, uh, what's the latest? Life at Reading? Uh, life at Reading is okay. Bigger picture, playoff final was... <clears throat> Hammer blow. Was a toughie. Yeah, um, yeah that was a... That was a thing we didn't really need. Um, and this season, yeah, it's gone okay. Started quite slow, but we're picking up, we're doing well. Um, we're playing well, which is the main thing. I don't know, you know. Um, I'll slap you, don't main, worry about that. In the main, um, especially in, in this league, you, you, have to be, you have to be playing well to pick up points you, there's only so long you can grind out results and stuff and, and, and even though we're halfway through almost over the course of the next second half we're playing well enough to think we can pick up more points and, and I still think we have a decent decent enough chance of of being where I think people expected us to be so basically in a roundabout way you're not playing well and you're blaming the player no, final. No, I think you're using that token gesture no, excuse. The opposite. I think we're playing well and we're just not winning. Um, no, we're doing all right. But it's tough. Nothing, no season's ever the same, especially in this league. It's a brutal, Big brutal league. I know you was in the Prem for a while, mate, so you wouldn't know what it's like. But, uh, Welsh no, Prem. Yeah. No, it's okay. Um, it's just important to, to just ride, ride it almost because... It does change so quickly. Are you still enjoying it? You, you know, like 
the old sayings, uh, championship, relentless, game after game after game. You've had your fill of it, Forest, Reading, little taster in the Prem every now and then. But yeah, what's 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 it like for you as life as a professional footballer? You... No, I I'm, I I feel I'm I'm quite lucky. I do enjoy it. Um, I don't think the league is is for everyone. Uh, the the Saturday Tuesday, but I think it's something you get used to. But again, I feel I am quite, quite lucky and fortunate that I do genuinely enjoy waking up, you know, going to train and being around the sort of football, the football side of it. So, yeah, as much as you see it as a job, it's important to know that you are, you are quite lucky. Um, and I th- and I do think it, you know, if you work hard, overall, you do get a little bit of luck. Um, and you do get looked after in, in a strange way, if that makes sense. So, yeah, enjoy it, and it's important too because you can't, you can't do something. It's too long if you don't enjoy it. What's um, what's the big man Yapstam like? I, I've watched not much yeah. of Reading. I remember watching you boys play at Cardiff last season. Mm. I thought, Jesus Christ, start these, of the season, yeah. These are playing some good stuff. The, the uh, is, it, is he Dutch centre midfielder? Van Vandenberg or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this boy's a good player. And yaps, big yaps. Obviously, that's his philosophy. No, and and it will sound now like an interview, and a standard footballer answer. But he is, he is the best um, club manager I've had. Um, I'm tempted to say and not to say by quite some way. Because you know you do think when you're in with a manager that you know you buy into it so much that you do think it's the best. But the way he came in to the club and transformed it, and and like you say, we played Cardiff quite early on last season, yeah. and the change he made to a team was something I've never experienced so quickly. Um, to the point where you see him work and you think. It's easy. It's so much common sense that anyone could almost do it. If it sounds yeah. so stupid, but it's almost like so, so much common sense involved that it, it can't be that easy. And every single thing he asks you to do, he explains it. Um, his record as a player is fucking. I mean, that he's committed to Reading. He he's right won one. Champions Leagues. Yeah. He's probably looking at us thinking. No, he's never heard of some of the teams in our league probably but the respect he shows us as players and obviously the league as well um, yeah he, he is and I know when teams do well like we did last season and players say yeah you know this and that and it's to do with the manager the reason we finished third in the league if you could divide it up he was he was a big big part of, of it because if you came as, if you come to watch us play now you know, if you come to watch Red and you know almost what it's going to be like, dominate the ball, mm. which we've never had that as a club, and that's not what you get normally in our league. Um, and he's so good at getting his ideas across. And sometimes when he joins in training, oh, still good, yeah. Oh, yeah, it, there's times where you'll just ask one of the centre backs to drop out. Yeah, he comes in, and I think. Um, Start of last season, it's probably like three or four games in. I think we had a Carlin Cup game, or yeah. no, uh, yeah, whatever. Leeds it's Cup is called yeah. now, Worthington Cup. And uh, he asked one of the centre backs to 
step out. Yeah. And we always start with the goalkeeper building out from the back. He's dropped up. He's went by the corner flag. He's dropped the shoulder. He's like dribbled up the pitch. But the, bear in mind, like, the, the other 11, are, it's like he, he, he's, they're trying. Yeah. He's played a 1-2. He's run forward. He's ended up with a shot on goal. And he's sort of, not in an arrogant way, but he's turned around and went, yeah, something like that. <laughs> and the boy said like, did you turn to the guy? I was like, what are you doing tomorrow night? Yeah, who, who, <laughs> was the guy that, who was the guy that dropped out? Did you boys just turn to the side and say, oh, mate, don't even bother tomorrow, yeah, pal. No, I, I genuinely think if you give him if you give him a good six-week programme, he, he, he's playing. He's in our team. And, and by the way, not just a centre-back. I'm saying he could be... In the hole. Yeah, it's scary. Because I always thought, to be fair, and I hope we don't listen to this, but I always thought as a sort of big hard centre half he was he's a meter yeah which yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's, he's got a presence but he, he's he's ten times whatever you think of him right now yeah. I'm telling you he is he's he, you're not giving him enough credit for his footballing ability it's scary isn't that weird like how there's just different levels to to this this life isn't there you know you think you yeah. you think you're a good player you think you play with yeah, good players yeah. and then you see something even like I've had a similar experience not to the same extent um, at Norwich Paul Lambert manager okay, yeah, Champions yeah, League winner yeah, again yeah. and sometimes he used to join in now he, he used to look after himself so he used to take part in the circle in the little rondo yeah, yeah, and if he yeah. gave the ball away he wasn't going in it was whoever passed him the ball Okay, right? yeah. but anyway yeah. in, in the games he just plonk himself on the right wing or something just chilling out never gave the ball away no, he'd be nagging people ruining their confidence yeah. uh, sometimes it's nice isn't it it is but then you do think when he was mm. when he was at United <clears throat> what was he like and sometimes the boys will ask him and well, there'll be a game the night before on TV and you'll say oh Gaffer did you watch you know AC Milan or and, and who was it Gareth McCleary asked him a question one of our players and said to him uh, who was the best player you played with or something I can't remember who he said and he said what was Perlo like to play with I'm sure it was Perlo yeah. he went yeah he was he was, a, he was a good player yeah as if it was just normal to him and I look, me and G looked at each other and were like <laughs> do you know what I mean that's his level he was good he was on to yeah, us yeah. he's he was on a par yeah. with him, is what he's mean. He was, he was like me and you talking about each other, a good player. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, unfortunately, I can't say the same. Sorry, mate. <laughs> but that was when he was like, this this guy is. Um, but he never really talks about what he did, um, anything like that. And he's he never. It, you never get the. He probably is, but he never. You never get the impression that he's he's almost like looking down on you if if there's something you can't do. He's played with the best players in the world, but you never get the feeling that he's he's disgusted with you if you're kicking the ball use, into the stand. If like. you use Roy Keane as an example, yeah. you know, having not worked him, so you don't know the truth, but the accusation is that maybe he was yeah. like that and couldn't yeah, yeah, yeah. make yeah. that change, whereas it's good yeah. to have. No, it, and, and that is would be a big part of why I would say he's the best club manager, because that aspect as well, in terms of a personal level, he... he it's like he's had a real good upbringing. Of he, he he takes a real interest in people around the club, canteen staff, you know, kit men, which does go a long way in football, as you know. Yeah. It's not just the players; you have to create that environment. And he 
you almost single-handedly with a couple of the staff they brought in last season because the club was club was struggling. We'd had a lot of change of ownership, and he come in, and there was all stuff still going on upstairs. But he straight away calmed everything down purely by him getting it right around the place, which is is a tough thing to do, especially in modern day football when you don't get a lot of time to change everything at once and he, he almost did it well he has done it I, t- I tell you what you're explaining there I think you're lucky to be in a position where you have a manager who is able to do that at, at Swansea Roberto did that he transformed yeah. Yeah, the club yeah, yeah. and when people would ask what did he do it, even I look back and I'm thinking I don't know I don't, don't really know how to how explain he how he yeah. transformed yeah. an entire football club an entire philosophy and, you know, how many players will go through their whole career and not really have that? They'll come across managers who think they can get a team to play football. Yeah, yeah. But really, they can. I always think, if, 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 if you were to say, do you want to be a manager? And people would say, like, yes or no. If anyone said yes, and you asked them to write down the... If you said, what do you think is the five most important things you need for your, to do well in that job? whatever you write down, you need every single one of those things to go well. You can have four that do and one that doesn't. It's not working, I've seen it happen. You need so many things to go your way. And he, he in one season, and he's never really managed, certainly not in this country at our level, to come in and, and do it straight away when you see managers now who struggle. And like you say, educate almost players and fans alike to possession football and and he's told me things and showed me things that I go and think I've played right back for God knows how many years no one's ever and it's so simple yeah and you almost think how how have we never seen that in our country but like what a position a movement like movements like patterns of play um we do meetings after games and uh, like obviously pause it and he'll say, right, you know, we want to get this player on the ball or what do you think can happen? And you're sort of sat there and normally in meetings, you know, it's like you sit there and everyone stays quiet, waiting for him to then explain it. And he'll, he'll stay quiet. No one says anything. And then he'll say, well, what if he moved this way? And, and you're like, yeah. yeah. Well, how didn't I see that? Yeah. It, it's so hard, but so easy to the point where that's what I'm trying to say it makes you think you could stand up there almost and but obviously you couldn't his upbringing must have been something that it, I'm not sure where like I said I think maybe that was doing him a disservice because I was quite young but when I was growing up I thought as a centre back you know big strong yeah. obviously he could play he was at Man United but he's better than I mean, he's turning our forward boys movements and yeah, yeah. which you wouldn't overly expect. And the le- I mean, the level of respect. He could say anything. He could say the grass is blue. Really? Ah, and the grass That's is good. blue. Which he obviously came in with that. But even when you you have that respect, it, you can't fool footballers. There's only certain times then where that carries. At some point, if you're not good at what you do, it doesn't matter what you've done. The respect's only gone up because, yes, he did it as a player, but he speaks so much sense. It's hard to explain. You, you've been. You, it's hard to explain. 
it is hard. I tell you what, you, what you're saying there is interesting because you know we'll get into Wales and Wales next mm. manager, blah blah blah. But it's something I've been saying recently. People asking, there's a lot of criticism from fans about uh, Ryan Giggs possibly being the next manager. Mm. So everyone will have their different opinion on that. His, I don't think players think in the same way as as fans in terms of Giggs could if he came in as manager, players will respect him as a player for five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, people, yeah. Yeah. you know, over the years, how how much respect players have for what Giggs achieved the Man United anyway. He will have that respect for five minutes as a coach, as for what he did as a player, and then ultimately it goes. that's forgotten. Yeah. You have to be good at yeah. what you do yeah. straight away, don't you? It does because even if you relate that to yourself, and when you was playing, you could almost put yourself in a position where if you had done well, and then if you would have changed clubs, or even if I, like I say, related to myself, I could go back to the start of last season so just come back from the Euros as an example Yeah, come back thinking one of the best right backs in the world just mm. got to the semi-final everyone says well done and you're thinking yeah feeling really good about yourself within the first training session back at Reading no one cares reality no one it doesn't matter if it doesn't if it doesn't affect you it doesn't matter what anyone else has done if, it, if it's not it doesn't matter so yeah you're right you do have that level but then you can't Footballers are so self-programmed almost where if you can't then show it, no one does care because it moves so quickly. Yeah. Think you're talking about a man who's won, what, 11 how many Premier League titles? Many 10, is, yeah. 11, whatever it was. That stands alone. But if he was to come in or go to a club or whatever and you don't need one player to go... Which I'm sure is not the case because you don't have the career he did. No, but you. But it's such a bad thing almost yeah. in football that the level of respect is so low. Yeah. Because when you're playing, you think you're the most important thing, well, and and anyone who's been there, and if they're not playing now, it's like it almost doesn't matter. I think to be fair with gigs, he carries so much weight. You you would. I mean, it, it speaks for itself. You'd listen to Starwood, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, talking rubbish. Yeah. But then you have seen him on TV, media, where you can tell, you know, I mean, he's been at one club and one of the best managers ever. You know, that goes such a long way. But no, you are right. Football's such a brutal... It's a team sport. Yeah. But really... You're self-employed, aren't you? you know, we are, Nigel the... Atkins, um, one of the, the old Reading managers, said, you're, you're a self-employed businessman. Yeah. Because if you don't look after yourself, not, you know, the club don't, the club will get rid of you. Yeah. You're no good to the club if you're not looking after yourself. And no one's going to look after yourself for you. It's all about what you do. And yeah, you're right. It's such a... And people would listen and would now think, oh, you're talking about like respect and stuff, but... In football, it, it moves so quickly that if it doesn't affect you, nothing else seems relevant, which is is bad because we're all we're all the same, and I'm sure you know the people we're speaking about were the same. Yeah. Um, but then common sense kicks in, and you think, well, you know, if you've had the career that Yapstam Ryan Giggs has had, 
you don't have that yeah. by chance. You know, there is so, there is something there, and that they are they're almost like special people because there's very few that do what Ryan Giggs has done. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's weird you talk about coming back from the Euros and maybe getting ahead of yourself a little bit. <coughs> I used to have the feeling coming over Wales to start with and the big tosh. And Big Tosh would maybe pull me to one side and he'd say, hey, big Owen Tudor, <laughs> right? He'd be watching games for Swansea where my job basically in midfield was box to box. Yeah. Back when I could he run. He was like a gazelle, man. Right. He like was a like young a gazelle. baby giraffe. <laughs> a newborn giraffe. <laughs> right? Hitting the floodlights on your own. <laughs> and he'd, he'd obviously watch some Swansea games and he'd pull me to one side and he'd go, hey, Big Owen, watch the game at the weekend. And he'd say, I didn't see you pick up the ball off the back four, which is obviously not Kenny Jackett's style. So he's saying, you know, you should do this, get on the angle, get the ball off the back four. And then I'd go back to Swansea. And obviously for that one game, you'd been away with the international side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're thinking, I'm part of the international scene here, right? Back back in the Swansea team. And all of a sudden, I'm trying to create an angle for the back four, which means I'm not on the second ball, which has been hoisted long to the centre forward. And Kenny Jacket absolutely tore into me, mate. I remember. Really? Big man, <laughs> you fucking think you're a fucking ball player? And then all of a sudden you think, do you know what? This is horses for courses. Yeah, different yeah. managers want Second different ball. things. Pick up the scraps, yeah. No, I know. It's amazing how players in teams can look so different and, and people, uh, players move teams and stuff. And, oh, he's... He's a load of shit and this and that. Yeah. And you're thinking... That yeah, player in a well, different team, that's yeah. what, like, for fans, football's opinion-based, someone might ha- be looking poor in, in a certain team, yeah. in the exact same league, yeah. same standard of football, mm. but it just doesn't work. It doesn't no. make him a bad player, does it? Well, I mean, I have that one when, you know, I go to cross it, it goes into the, the stand behind the goal. The gaffer's asking me to do that. <laughs> I mean, waste time, waste some it? time. Get, get the boys back in shape. But no, it is amazing. And there's certain things that you were, like, asked to do or the team where obviously fans don't know and then why is he doing that when on the pitch every single player knows why yeah but you're sat in the stand and you're thinking what are they doing and yeah it's amazing you can go from one team in the space of a couple of days he's saying get off the back four and you're there and then because the ball's going long you're not picking up the second ball and everyone's going oh he's nowhere to be seen yeah and you're in your head thinking I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm doing. I'm showing for the ball. Yeah. I want to guess playing. So yeah, it is. It that is like styles where in management you have to get everybody doing the same thing, which sounds easy, but it is not. How do you find football? Can you see it changing? Uh, I watched a documentary recently, American football. So Mm. not an American football fan, but all or nothing is called, and. um, I thought it was a bit of an eye-opener, like player-led meetings. And I thought, I can't really remember that really happening. And I know it's two different sports. Football's a little bit more, you know, anything can happen. But then I thought back to Gary Speed being manager, Mm -hmm. big old Raymond. (coughs) And there was something, there was unit meetings, which I think you continue to have. So I guess it is slowly changing, isn't it? Yeah, it's funny you say that. We, at Reading, um, the day of every game, so pretty much is 11 for a three o'clock kickoff, 11.45, mm. 12 o'clock. Defenders are in at 11, midfielders 
attackers 11.30, so 50-minute blocks. Walk into the room. The gaffer, Yapstam was just taken over last season. Walk into the room, there's the, the, the magnetic tactics board at the front. Yeah. So, well, like, six, seven of the defenders walk in. And he said, Liam, one of the players, Liam, can you go to the board and explain what, what we're doing today? And the place went, so Liam trudges up and he starts fiddling around, never stood Awkward. up in front. Yeah, and yeah. there's only about 10 people in the room. Starts moving his magnets. Can't make sense. Next week, I went up. No, The reason he did it is because when you, we have a team meeting the day before and we do team shape, Gaffer says to me, nod your head, yeah, do this, yeah. Team shape, he's speaking for 30 minutes, yeah, want you to do this. He wants to make sure that on the day of the game, you were listening the day before. Yeah. And he doesn't say who who is going up. So every single person before that meeting is sat there Heart rate. at 10.50 before the 11 o'clock meeting thinking, right, if it's me, I need to know what we're doing in and out of possession. Oh, yeah, he but, doesn't tell you. But to start with, your heart would have been racing. Well, it still don't, does. Don't because you're still throwing, you're still you're throwing curveballs yeah. of, right, but what if the left back gets it and... But it's not just you. I mean, you're saying where the strike should be. You you need to know where the other ten players are. Not just where is years gone by. It was right. What's my job? Yeah. Forget anyone else. As long as I do my job. Whereas now you stood up in front, and because you stood up in front of your mates and the gaffer and the staff, you don't want to make yourself look stupid. So he's getting everyone thinking. Whereas if that was when I first started playing, the boys would would be saying. I'm not the fucking manager. Like you, yeah. you stand up there and move the tactics board around. Whereas now that it has changed it and there's new the ideas, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, but it gets people thinking, and that is that's probably one of the ways where he is. I know every single role of every player on the pitch. I could almost play in any position in our team, not very well. You'd probably I, well, be dropped. I would know what to do. You could play could, one game. I couldn't do it, but I would know. I would know what I should be doing. Which, if you can get every single player on that on that level, you know it has to help. But yeah, it is. It's always moving forward. You see, like coaching courses, and it is changing. Player players do they want you to lead more because there's so many more like camera angles, which hasn't just come in. But even now, I mean, some of the the angles they're throwing up is a, there's a camera on the stand behind the goal which the whole pitch on the side it's one on the back four the midfield so if you're sat there saying you know why did you do this and you think you can duck out of it they'll flip the camera right but what well no you weren't there because there's the camera behind the goal showing the whole pitch and yeah so it, it is moving forward and i think technology has a part to play in it i think it's getting pe- footballers <clears throat> i think more than more than any other sport rugby players seem to be more open to change footballers yeah. are very um, yeah creatures of habit yeah they, they want to stay in yeah. that comfort zone they don't yeah. like coming out of it whereas if, if that's changing yeah you know you take more responsibility then I guess it has you? changed though I mean when I I mean at Reading now we have if there's a Saturday no midweek so Saturday to Saturday game we're in every Sunday without fail yeah. and we're off on Mondays and Thursdays that is the week. Monday and Thursday, yeah? If there's a Tuesday game, we just have the Thursday off. So every Thursday, regardless of Tuesday or no Tuesday, we're off every Thursday. Years gone by, 
it was a Wednesday. There's not many teams going forward. In the next couple of years, there'll be no football club in the top couple of leagues that'll have a Wednesday off. Whereas growing up, it was like Sunday, Wednesday, guaranteed win or lose, you're off on Sunday, Wednesday. Now, you're in on the Sunday and then every week. Sometimes you'd have a manager who'd have you in on a Sunday because you're lost. Yeah, right. But that, I, it, yeah. I, I crashed my car guns. <laughs> I was injured at Inverness. Right? Yeah. Injured at Inverness. And I had to turn up, obviously. It's a long way from home now. Isn't it? <laughs> it's a long way from home. <laughs> so I had to go and watch a game on a Saturday. Inverness was struggling towards the bottom of the league. Against Dunfermline, I remember. They were bottom. We were second bottom. Yeah. So think cold winter morning or winter day. I've had to watch this game. 1 1 draw, poor performance, <laughs> right? If I can't I can't wait to get home now right so he's he said his bit in the dressing room and then I've got in the car and got driving home stop for petrol get a phone call off the physio uh, the manager's changed his mind he wants everyone in tomorrow to watch the game again right I didn't even play didn't even play <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm saying John I didn't play mate I'm yeah. injured surely I've yeah. got a programme he said no he wants everyone in to watch the game I've reversed out of this petrol station so aggressively, so angry, thinking I've got to watch this pile of shit a second time. <laughs> Straight into this bollard. Ah, thanks a lot, Terry Butcher. That's going to cost me about 500 quid, and I've still got to watch this game again. Yeah. That, I hope that's changed because, you know. No, it has. It has changed. No yeah. other workplace does that happen, does it? No. There's no. Well, I'm not sure because obviously I haven't been in, in other jobs but your days off are your days off yeah. and you know whereas I've never seen in a, in a profession where it can change if one person just says right scrap that we're in tomorrow or we're not in or whatever it, it, that's it yeah and your life is almost ruled by well not now but like you say years ago the mood of one guy who he could wake up and think do you know what? I don't like the look of these today. Right, we'll get them in tomorrow. Yeah. We had one once. We, when I was a Cardiff, like as a kid, played Holloway. Hadn't been in the team long. And like you say, then you're just looking after yourself, trying to just do half well yourself. We lost 4 1. It was a pain. It was like Christmas time, I think. Yeah. Um, pain for lost 4 1. Could have been like 8 1, I think. Must have, all four goals were pretty much involved in me. Um, got back at. 10 o'clock or so 11 o'clock from home you're in on Sunday turned up on Sunday like head between your nangles just thinking the world's ending right on the pitch running yeah. running around the pitch like it's a punishment yeah. at the time obviously I was so young I was thinking just get on with it looking back you feel like going up to the manager saying do you fucking think I meant to do you think we meant to lose like however bad you're feeling as a manager, I'm feeling ten times worse because it's all my fault. Yeah. But it was it's so dependent on the mood. Whereas now, to be fair, there is more of like a structure, um, and it's more there's more of a method to, you know, why did you win or lose? If you lost, it's more to do with tactics and and team shape and stuff. Whereas because years ago there wasn't so much so many cameras and stuff and so many stats. It was almost on the eye. So if the manager thought you wasn't running or trying, that was it. Whereas now, you have stats of how much you've ran, walked, sprinted. So it has changed. Um, 
but yeah, the, I, we've had a few of them like come in and watch the game, and it is fucking painful. Isn't it? You sat. It doesn't get any better. And do you know the worst thing is when you sat there and you know it, I know you didn't play that game, but you know if you've played and you have to rewatch it and you're there thinking, I know in about one minute time. Ah, uh, yeah. I, and I'm, you you get caught up in that bubble again, self-preservation. Yeah. Where you think that everyone's watching you. That's all you're doing. You're watching you for the ninety minutes. Everyone thinking, else could be walking around with makeup on on the on on the pitch, climb face on. You're only watching. You wouldn't know because you're just watching what you're doing. Yeah. Everyone else is irrelevant as long yeah. as you're not involved in that split second in that meeting. And you're so paranoid that everyone else is watching. Yeah, you. yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It is awful. Yeah. It's got the, the like I say the 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 whole. There's no hiding place now. The amount of angles is is scary. Makes you makes you think where football's going to be in another fifteen years. You know, it almost be well. It has again. It has. It, it's gone more like a twenty four seven job in terms. Of you have to look after yourself every day. There's there's not many days off. Um, You've just said you have two in a week. Two in a week. Thursday. Yeah. They're um, not your day off. Eh? Yeah. I always used to say we're allowed that. Even when I'm on a day off watching <coughs> telly. I'm working. Still working, resting, isn't you? No. The only problem with the Thursdays is it's too late to play golf in the week. It's too yeah. close to a Saturday. I think that's when they do it. Yeah. Um, but no, it is changing. But it's weird when you when you look back. So now, if you think to when you started first playing, it seems so different. But when you're gradually just going through, it's like because there's so many small little changes. It's like nothing's really changing. Yeah. When you look back, everything's changed. That's it. Which is probably life as well. Yeah. But as you go through, nothing changes, you think. But when you look back over a certain period of time... It's like your dress sense really, Well, I was just it, about you know? to say, you know when you used to wear jeans and they were massive and you couldn't see your <laughs> trainers and now everyone's wearing skinny jeans. When did you actually... Did you go from massive jeans? I mean, you still have gone on today, but did you go from, like, big jeans to... Do you know what I'm trying to say? Back in the day, you would never Where think you'd go? wear skinny jeans. If you, went and put some, yeah, if you went and put some of your jeans on now that you wore back in the Welsh squad... You wouldn't be sat in this guy. <laughs> I'd be kicked out. This is a posh place, mate. Posh place. Wait, that's Scott, no. This is a true story because of my long legs, right? I think I'm a 30, 34 waist, which is bigger than people expect. Are you? Yeah. What, when you were playing? No, now I'm no, a 34 yeah. waist. Um, but at a time, probably when I was about 20, I once were, uh, bought a pair of jeans that were 40-inch waist, right? Just to get the length. What do you think about that? Imagine how baggy they were. <laughs> And I used to have to buy a belt that was so oh, just long to wrap around about four times. 40 inch. You didn't, you didn't wear 40. That's a true story, right? That is a true, just to get the length. That's the issues a tall man like me have to come Be up on with. on Google later looking for some images. <laughs> no pictures on there. You're talking about golf. What will you do in your spare time? I know. I've just driven here to Ascot. Posh place. I know Sunningdale isn't far away. Wentworth's close. Yeah. Do you have a little game of golf? No, I'm not good enough for Wentworth. Um, they wouldn't let me act my way around no? there. Um, no, I, I've started you, playing. You just own one of the mansions? Yeah, yeah, just on the side. I tried to get a house on the 18th, but then he had the 12th available. Um, <laughs> Colin Montgomery yeah, wouldn't sell. Yeah. Um, no, I, me and uh, another boy from Reading, John Swift, he's very good actually. We joined, there's a place called San Martins just by the training ground. So, yeah, we that's where we play. Um, I'm okay. I, I am getting better. It is a time thing, though. And the problem, like, which is being truthful, is if you're off on a Thursday, which you would normally have played on your day off, it is too close yeah. for a Saturday game. 
So and then when you play a lot of midweek games, it is tough to like fit it in, which people are sat here thinking, oh yeah, finish at one o'clock, no, two true. o'clock. But it, even though it's not a physical, you know, golf is what like a three, four hour job. It is tough to. And it's one of those sports where you have to, you have to play, don't you? Yeah. It's the only sport where one day you go and you play and you think, I've half cracked it. I feel partly like a golfer. And then you go back the next day. All it takes really is one shot. Really looking forward to it. Yeah. And you can't hit the ball. All it takes is one shot to keep you coming back. Yeah, I want to get to the level where I don't want to be the greatest golfer, which I'm never going to be. But just get to a point where when I turn up to the course, I have a certain level where I can enjoy you know getting around which i'm nearly getting there but now with the weather so dan yeah. knocks another couple of months off and then get by the, the time you get back, back out into in it, february yeah. march and I'm, still, yeah, I'm bruising the fresh air but the last the last Wales squad i was involved in holland uh <laughs> holland away summer, in the summer yeah we lost two now yeah. yeah yeah i went around uh, i think it was myself little joe allen and neil taylor I've never seen someone wreck a golf course as much as Neil Taylor that day. Really? He's bordering on... At the Vale? Criminal. No. We were in at uh, the Belfry. don't know if you remember. We stayed at the Belfry to fly over from Yes, Burnley. we did. Yeah, we met up there. You're talking criminal charges really? for what that man did. So, I know yeah. he lives near there now. Hopefully, he's getting a few more rounds in. No. No, he's not. Got, no, he's not. Oh, bloody no, hell. No, he don't. Talking about that squad, Guns. Yeah. You, know, you, you get talked about... Um, this run of playing yeah. so many games. Yeah. I'm going to take credit for that run because I know that you were left out of that squad. Yeah. And I did text you. you t- was it you that told me? It was me that texted you saying, why are you not in this squad, mate? Was it? I was... Uh, it was I my first year at Reading. Yeah. And I'd had a bit of a like, problem towards the end of the season but I was still playing. Reading knew about it. Um... I think there'd been contact between Wales and Reading, the physios, the medical staff. And I think it comes to a, it's a friendly game. He's played a lot of games that season. You know, we'll we'll leave him out, let yeah. him have the full summer to recover. But I was, I mean, I was fit. I could play. And yeah, the squad come out and I, fucking hell, I'm not in the squad. I'm not saying I'm going to play, but I'd like to think I could get in the squad. I remember calling, calling Chris Coleman and saying. Like, what's happening? I'm not getting ahead of myself here, but if I'm if I'm being dropped, I thought I'd have had yeah, a phone yeah. call. And he's like, no, I thought you know, the physio's medical staff said you know you, you're injured type thing. And I was like, no. He was like, oh, fuck that much. He would have yeah. loved that, wouldn't he? Yeah, he was like, yeah, right. See you on Monday. Yeah. Which yeah was a strange one. It turned out I got a little bit of credit for in terms of eyes oh, turning up when he's getting. I was a little bit embarrassed. It, you know, it wasn't like I was Superman and got myself back into the squad and, and come through some... My leg was hanging off, which yeah. I was a little bit embarrassed about. Um, yeah, it's the things you do for your country, mate, you know? You're welcome for the text that you don't remember. Yeah. You're it was welcome, a long, it was, to be fair, it was a long afternoon now, wasn't it? <laughs> Chasing all after, I think, the 60th minute. I would have been better off resting here. <laughs> Chasing the ball around. Uh, so, do you know what, though? Sometimes... You watch on, you watch a game, and just to see you, you sharing the pitch, guys like Arian Robin. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, at the, as the game's going on, you're thinking, Jesus Christ, get me off this pitch when it's 60 minutes gone. 
yeah. half hour to go, but <coughs> you must look back and think, do you know what? I've been on the pitch with some. No, yeah. <clears throat> to be, I mean, obviously, that's more internationally, really, where you play against players you you wouldn't normally, especially the foreign. Recently? Yeah, especially France? recently. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was, yeah, that was a. That was one of them. Like you say, you have a couple where, in like you say, different levels. Some, I mean, some of the things they're doing. Bastards. Uh, why are they, why are they so good? Was, even before the game, I've seen, obviously seen games on Champions League, you know, in the last year or two. But suddenly when you, you see them, and it, it, he was running full pace, and he was shaping up to, like, cross shoot. Full pace. He stopped his body, and he's rolled his foot along the ball in one movement. Physically impossible to to run at that speed stop and then roll your foot over the ball in one movement yeah I mean that is again like the next level um, but there are times yeah where the, the things they see so much quicker it's not just like ability wise being able to do it it's how quickly they do see it and there's times where like you're going to press them or you think you, you've got them you must have had it in midfield where you think like I'm goal side you know you're only going to pop it backwards or and they they jink one way their awareness it's, it is like you know like the eyes in the back of the head that I think that is what separates good you know different tiers of players is the awareness of, like space awareness and how they know where they are it, when it's so busy in, in certain parts of the pitch I think the best player I've played against was um, Thiago, who's at Bayern now. He's at Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. He was, <laughs> really, he was yeah. megging me from 15 yeah. yards. I'm <laughs> calling it. You know? He was giving me the eyes every time he had the ball. It was, it was embarrassing. Oh. And I was on the same pitch as him. Yeah. But, you know, you look back. No, yeah, I was you just about to say, brilliant. at the time, it's not fun. No. But when you look back, you think, yeah, he was it was good to play and, and, and have those experiences but you said you're right you, you sometimes think when you're on the pitch and look at the, the, the clock like, yeah, yeah. We, like, we've had our experience now let's just yeah, yeah. You know, let's just call it off now you, it's only a friendly <laughs> <laughs> no one's getting hurt here come on they've come won come on France we're happy Griezmann off your pop yeah. Jesus that's yeah. enough no they, they, they were good, they were they? special last I'd never seen Mbappé play really not no. even on the telly yeah. you know highlights yeah 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 um, Griezmann was just outstanding but they must be one of the favourites I they think still, so I think because of how good they are but especially that night as well the amount of players they were missing it's at least two teams yeah they could literally feel two two teams that would get into the later stages of of the tournament how much is, is how much is it going to hurt you watching the World Cup against <coughs> um, for, for me working on games right yeah. watching games S4C, radio, it hurt me when you boys, yeah. you know, yeah. for sure, I was gutted for you boys. And then seeing the draw for the playoffs, yeah. and then seeing the draw for the for the World Cup group yeah. stages. Yeah. What's it like for you? I think the draw for the playoffs was worse, because it was directly after, yeah. and it was, it was still really raw. So what you're saying is, now that Ireland are out, it's, yeah. uh, it's not yeah. quite as bad. Yeah, no. It was the the playoff was was a tough one because it was obviously so soon after. 
even last week, um, the the draw. So we've got um, John Daddy, the Icelandic striker, who I think he's the only one in our squad that's going. So he, I mean, we was flying to Sunderland, but still we landed and he was checking and he was. In, I think they got Argentina and stuff, and you're there yeah. thinking, I'd been imagine getting off this plane now and and looking at your group. Um, but no, I must admit the playoff one was because it was so soon after. Um, was tough. The the. Uh, so we played. Did we play Ireland on the Monday? Didn't we? It was a Monday night. Yeah. That was one of the lowest I felt. The playoff final in the sum. I've lost playoff semi-finals, which were were tough. Um, but the, I think the more and, and even in the sum of the playoff final on penalties, which was, I mean, the worst way. It is. It is. It is like a career. In terms of you, you, you're disappointed and, and you're you're flat because of all the work you put in. But it isn't like a career, so you're trying to get you know to play in the Premier League and improve your wages and everything that goes with it. You can't hide that. Whereas after the the Republic of Ireland game, it was a pure just what we're missing out on. Not and nothing to do with money, to do with anything like that. Was I think because of what we experienced last summer. And how close we got. That was that was one of the toughest few days. And and people listening, if my family or mates, like they probably wouldn't know, even my teammates. Because you, you, you put on a bit of a show, didn't you? And you, yeah, we're all right. You know I mean? You get on with it. But those couple of days were were really painful. Um, it was almost like if, if football was done for a good few weeks, I'd have disappeared. Yeah. In the end, it helps. You have to go back to Reading, and we played Leeds around the Saturday, which was a big game, and we won. And um, but yeah, I remember those <coughs> those days after. Especially, it, it's not so much the night. I think after the game, we had a couple of beers in the hotel, and sort of like sat there. And you feel better when you're around the boys and the and the manager and the staff. And you you know you you're going through it together. Yeah. But the next day, got back in the car from the hotel. Was driving up. It's real then, do you know what I mean? And you've got to answer the same questions by yeah. everyone. And then you're dreading going back into the club. You know, it's almost a token, like, pat on the back, unlucky. How are you feeling? No one cares. No one cares, but you have to say it. They have to say it to you. Those were one of the toughest few days. And then we played Leeds on a Saturday, was winning 1-0. And in the 90th minute, they get a penalty. I'm thinking, like, we've worked all game here. Ellen Road, it was a sellout. Cisco, I'm done with football. Yeah. I mean, I've had the worst week. Monday night, we can't get lower. A little bit of good news, winning at Leeds. Ref gives a penalty. I looked at Dave Edwards on the pitch. I went, Dave, this fucking goes in, mate. Like, I'm going. Yeah. I'm walking off. 90th minute. They miss. We win 1-0. And, you had a, and then it was... The trip home was nice. Still, it was a weird feeling. Really pleased, obviously that's your your job, but it still took a bit of time, and then like you say, the draw came out. Um, but it was more, like I say, missing out, and because of what we know we give to people back home, that adds to the disappointment because we we know people were saving up for the World Cup in case we got there. People were looking at flights and planning certain things. And because we'd been to a tournament before, we sort of we had a taste of it. It was seeing seeing people after the game, and 
they feel sorry for you. That's the worst. You know when people feel sorry for you, when really you're feeling sorry for them, but they don't know what to say to you. Yeah. And there's nothing... You just have to almost just look at each other and think, just got to ride this out. Um, I remember speaking to a few of the boys and it was... Which are tough few days in terms of the World Cup in the summer. I don't know. It'll be a bit different. Obviously, we're off. We'll be off, you know, on holiday and stuff. Watch it, um, and there, of course, there'll be a sense of, you know, we could, should have, whatever, been there. Um, but it will help that we're, we're off in a way, and have I will you, watch it, of course. But have you have you got, you know, in your opinion, was there a specific thing that went wrong? Um, to give you my my view quickly, I've heard a lot of people talk about their draws and this moment and that moment. Obviously, if you draw a lot of games, there's missed opportunities, yeah, missed yeah, points. Yeah, but yeah. It, at the end of the day, I think it just came down to one game. It came down to an island game without Gareth. Joe goes off after half hour, which is a, mm-hmm. a game changer yeah. again. Oh, you you end up winning that game, that one game, and those draws don't matter. No, and. If you dissected the whole, was it 10 games? 10 games. There was spells in every game where you could pinpoint certain things. One way or the other. At the course of the campaign, you know, we didn't have Joe, Rambo and Gaz on the pitch long enough in in, in our eyes in terms of our, our three most important players, if you like, for long enough. We didn't. And that it's not an excuse. You could look at other things, you know, Gazit's the post against Serbia, they go up the other end and it's the post and rolls in and this and that. Which, yeah, of course, but you can do that in any any football game yeah. or any season, any campaign. Me personally, I genuinely think, and people call me mad and not negative, but I think being in football, say as long as I have, which I'm not, old old but I th- like I've seen a fair few things you don't always have good times we had our real good time no one, the, the, the things we experienced last summer were incredible we have to at some point you have to have a low that is, that is our low and we can't feel lower than what we felt after or even now it'll come back up again it will we'll go to the next Euros and it's almost I don't know maybe in football you're just used to being up and down so much it's never so good that it just stays there you know what it's like you win one week you think fantastic and then the next week you lose from nowhere you just get used to highs and lows a World Cup campaign you can't just say oh well you had a good Euro so you didn't qualify that's the reason why I'm not saying there was reasons why but in terms of as a bigger picture you almost just get used to to being up and down so much where, yeah, there's reasons why in the draws and this and that, but as a grand picture, you don't always have good times. That's why you have to appreciate what we did last summer and what we will do. And it makes the success we will have going forward even better. And there was reasons, of course. Not excuses, like, not excuses but genuine things that could have happened. But no one cares about that. I th- I do think the hurt we've had and what we are feeling, even people like yourself, the whole country as Welsh people will make when we qualify for the next Euros even better because we missed out. So 
yeah, there were certain things that happened, but ultimately it came down to that one game. And I think when the gaffer said after, if he was halfway through the group and we'd have lost a game, yeah. you have time to react. And we could have then maybe got points after. But because we we needed to have our run late, it was the last game. There was no it, I mean, it was that was it. It was no time to then get it back. It was that Just was left, it. Left and I think a because too it, much to do. Because we were home and it was like a, a derby and it was Republic of Ireland, it did sting a little bit more. And of course there's that jealousy of you're now experiencing something. I'll never forget after the game. And you know, you, you, you clap the fans and and seeing the whole the whole of their squad, staff, players yeah. going over to the away end and that's been us so many times and what they were feeling in that moment you'd give anything for they had what three and a half four thousand or I mean life was complete at that moment for them mm. wasn't it that was when you, you you're walking down the tunnel and they're still out on the pitch in your stadium and you're thinking that should be us and it has been us but that should be us that's when it it hurts because there's nothing better I don't think in football you can win home and, and stuff but when you win away and the whistle goes and you've dug in for 90 minutes yeah. and you grind one out and then you walk over to your fans and they've made an effort to be you know club or country so they travel regardless and they've paid money and you walk over and you, you, you celebrate for 60 seconds and you clap each other though if you could bottle up that feeling because you're all together nothing else matters and that minute you're thanking each other to then see it happen in your your home where you've had so many good times in such a big such a big stake of the World Cup was I think that's why the days after were were so grim yeah. grim we'll get into that a little bit more I don't know how you feel I've had a Guinness now I need a piss mate yeah go on mate you crack on back on the road on a very cold evening down here in Ascot some serious cash in this part of the world no wonder Chris Gunter fits right in. As you can tell, seeing as I've left you on the thought of me relieving myself, I apologise for that. Decided to cut this into, into two different podcasts instead of firing it off a couple of hours of chat with, with me and Guns. Split it into two. Leave you wanting more. Leave you wanting more of hearing little... Uh, well, more Wales-specific chats, actually, in, in part two. From Gunt, who, who's grown into a, a cult hero among Wales fans. And he's well on his way. He, he, he will be breaking breaking records very well sooner rather than later. Has equaled Gary Speed's um, caps for outfield players for Wales. He'll be taking over big Neville Southall's overall record sooner rather than later. And we get into that in the second part. Uh, he's, he's actually quite embarrassed about it and, and sh- shouldn't be. should be really proud of, of, of the record that he's got. Uh, we talk more about the Euros. We talk about Chris Coleman leaving. Definitely making you want a little bit more now, don't I? It'll, it's coming. Give it a couple of days. Come on. Be patient. Again, thank you to Chris for his time. Please subscribe, review download the next episode and much more thank you very much see you soon guys and gals